stuff. Welcome to episode 159 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talked to Catherine McCord. She's the founder of Weelicious.com and OnePotato.com, and she's all about making sure that your kids have delicious, healthy food that they will actually eat. You know, actually eat it because there have been so many times when I've been trying to be so clever and trying to cook something up for my kids and they just don't eat it. But Catherine's Weelicious.com website is an amazing resource. It's got all kinds of recipes and videos and, and she's got books and and she's got she's making lunch easy on us parents. I mean, Catherine's really thinking about the parents who need a little bit of help getting great, nutritious, and delicious food on the table and into the bellies of their kids. If you want to reach me to talk about good stuff, drop me an email, mike at goodstuffpod.com, or you can find me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. You want to rate and review on Apple Podcasts? That would be amazing. All right, I I won't do that again. That was a a one-time thing. All right, here's Catherine McCourt from Weelicious.com and OnePotato.com. I'm hungry. Let's eat. We got good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. A great pleasure to welcome Catherine McCord from Weelicious to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Good. It's uh, it's so great to talk to you. As uh, we just sort of talked about a little bit, I've been I've been checking you out, seeing all the things that that you've been up to, and I, I think a, a great place to start, especially with what you've done and what you're doing, is what's a little bit of your background. Well, that's that, that's a that's a mixed bag. Um, my background <laughs> is I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I grew up very much with um, grandparents who were into farming and fresh food. And uh, I ended up spending many many years modeling and traveling around the world. And I became fascinated with the way that people ate from different cultures, how children in you know, different countries came to love different cuisine, um, didn't really have sort of that picky thing uh, in the United States, I think from just probably too much choice. Um, and then I ended up going to culinary school uh, and just loved the experience, then started working in restaurants and catering companies. And then I had my son and I realized I could make a fancy meal, but I had no idea how to feed a baby or a toddler. <laughs> and and, you know, make them a great eater from day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting you say that, right? Like you hear a lot about France in particular, like kids in France. I don't know if they grow up eating brie, but like they certainly like have this different attitude towards food and are willing to to try a little bit more. So so you you it was when you had your kid that you realized that you that there was more to this, right? Like they, they're not going to necessarily appreciate. And I know this from experience with my kids, but like when you put in a ton of time and effort and it comes out looking beautiful, uh, it just might not be what they're into. So, um, at what point did you think like, okay, well, I'm going to start thinking about this in a way different way. And and how did that develop into Weelicious? Well, really, I mean, after I had my son, I, I really just looked at him and, you know, was like, there's really the options are, 
homemade baby food. It's been sitting on the store shelf, you know, for months, if not a year. Um, and I had always shopped at the Hollywood farmer's market in Los Angeles and every weekend was just buying fresh fruits and vegetables. And I was like, well, wait a minute, why don't I just make my own homemade baby food? And then I realized, you know, when I went on the internet, there just weren't a lot of sites. This is 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of information on how to make kids great eaters, how to make cooking easy for parents. Um, so I really just wanted to build on that. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that. So I have three kids myself, and um, one summer it, it took until our our third. But one summer I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna try to make the baby food, and it couldn't have been easier. Yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't have been more upset with myself for all the money that we had spent when it's just so so simple to do. Um, so okay, so you, you you're in Los Angeles. You spend a lot of time there. Um, you. Your website is like profoundly full with all kinds of of different kinds of foods and different kinds of things. Um, so I have some I have some questions. Um, so like some of this is advice, some of this is getting your take on the on the culinary scene, I guess, when it comes to kids and things like that. And and a lot of it ties into Weelicious and the work that you did. So I guess a, a first question, and this is a little bit personal, only because I have a kid who I would classify as like a carb, a carby kid, if that makes sense, right? <laughs> a, carb, like, a carbaholic. A carbaholic, um, <laughs> totally. He only eats waffles, he only eats pasta, he only eats pizza. Like what are, what, what, what can parents do when they have a kid who is that sort of picky eater, but we need to get vegetables in them, you know, we need to get healthy foods into them. Any, any sort of secrets that you've come up with in your time? Oh my God. I have tons of them. So, I mean, I think that, I mean, first and foremost, it's like, I think that it's easy to be like, oh, all you do is eat carbs and, oh, you know, you're not a great eater and, oh, you're picky. And I think that we have to reframe it and just start looking at and get, getting kids, you know, involved in the process and start um, focused on the things that they do eat. What are the one or two vegetables they m might love or the fruits or, you know, even some of the really solid proteins? What are the real foods they love? And start building on that. Um, and then, you know, if it is the waffles, like baby steps, like let's make green waffles, let's make blue waffles, let's make, um, and getting some vegetables in there um, that, you know, they might be okay with. Um, but, you know, just starting to make it more of a positive experience um, than sort of berating kids. Mm -hmm. um, but I really love to sit kids down and get a pen and paper and say, come up with the 10 foods that you think are good for your body and, and that you really love. Um, and, and get them involved, whether it's cooking or shopping, get them in the garden, growing something with you. Those are sort of the baby steps to um, getting kids more involved and more empowered about the foods they're going to eat. Excellent. So, so what does this phrase mean to you? When a kid is hungry, they'll eat. I've heard that from so many people, especially in regard to my picky eater. Is there truth to that? I mean, it depends the kid. Like if I put out, when my kids come home from school, if they are like so dysregulated and hungry and I have out like veggies and hummus or, you know, maybe like depending on what, you you know, your, your child's not getting enough of, I, I always think those are like really great opportunities for like, here it is. Like I do a lot of snack boards because if I can just put out a huge variety of foods, my kids are like, oh my God, I, I, I'll eat anything because they, you you know, it's, it's not like when it's like breakfast and you're like, I'm going to make this. And they're like, all I want is pancakes and waffles. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're trying to get those moments where you know that they'll be a little bit more open. Yeah, 
So that sounds very reasonable. Um, so, so I think you know this is a little bit of a of, of a tan- sort of a departure, but also not. I think that you know you you have this amazing resource, your website, and lots of videos, and we'll get to a little bit of that in, in just a second. But there's some like. I, I guess trendy would be the word, even though, you know, only because like I have them, but look, things like air fryers and instant pots, do you, uh. do you what, what, so I guess it's, this is like, I just sort of an open-ended kind of thing just to hear your thoughts on these things. And I know you do have a couple air fryer recipes, but are these things of benefit to parents in your mind? Okay, so I believe me, I mean, like, I feel like cookware grows, it like multiplies, you're like, why do I even have this? So I can tell you, at least for me, that what's on my countertop, and if it's on my countertop, that means I'm using it two to four times a week, maybe more. So I have a blender, and we we do the smoothie project every single morning, we have a smoothie, uh-huh. um, we, we can totally get to that. Uh-huh. Um, Air fryer is my favorite, favorite toy. My husband, not exactly um, a gourmet cook, uh, uses it every single day. He, <laughs> like, no, he loves it because he's like, it's like maximum flavor, super fast. So it's a great, you know, chicken, vegetables, pizzas, whatever you can cook in it. Yeah. Um, and then I love my slow cooker. I'm there, I've never been an Instapot girl, but then again, like a lot of people absolutely live for it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all about ease, ease in cleaning, ease in cooking. Oh, you, thank you for saying that. The cleaning thing is 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 uh, a, that's a monstrous thing in my house. So, so is the secret to the air fryer is is it essentially? And I know I'm really simplifying this in a major way, but it's like a um, convection kind of thing. Is that how that works? Yeah, so the air circulates around it. So basically, it cooks. I find two times faster than any uh, anything else. Mm-hmm. So like a chicken breast, exactly. You could put like a chicken breast with the tiniest amount of oil or a marinade, um, and it'll cook it in about anywhere from 15 to 18 minutes, depending on the size. Uh, and the same thing with vegetables. Like I, the first time we used it, we made Brussels sprouts, and my baby ate three bowls i mean she like we were we were literally like eyes wide open like what is happening but it just made them like the leaves like crispy um, but yet still healthy and a vegetable yeah it doesn't take all the nutrients out of it right you hear about that a lot exactly Um, and then the other so i I mean i was watching the videos and the one that i kicked myself again like oh this is so easy why didn't i do this is uh you have a taquito recipe on there and this is like i watched this the day after you know i put the frozen taquitos in the oven for my kids for lunch. I think that you, so, and I think that this, the question around this is like, how much thought do you put into sort of simplifying these things and making it so, you know, you, you sort of distill everything down to like a one minute video that, or a minute and a half or whatever it is that completely shows all the steps and it's so easy to do. Like how, how much time goes into like the creation of a recipe, I guess is the best question. That's a great, you know, you know what, a lot of the recipes that I come up with for Wheelicious over the years have been inspired either by the farmer's market or by my kids or just something that like a, a Wheelicious um, fam friend will, you know, say like, can you make a healthy taquito? So I always like I'm up for the challenge, mm-hmm. but like I, I keep a few things in mind. I don't, I don't like parents to have to spend a lot of money on like endless ingredients. Um, it's also always trying to find things that you might have on hand. And like we both, it sounds like you and I have a lot in common. We both hate doing dishes. So (laughs) I will, I will like do anything to cut a step out of a recipe to avoid another dish in my sink. Mm -hmm. That makes uh, total sense. I do the same thing. Wash as I go. Gosh, because that's the only way to get it done. Uh, So tell me more about the smoothies. 
So my, my son, a few, three years ago, was just not feeling good, lethargic, headaches, was um, just, at, this was going on for some time, and he uh, became a vegetarian when he was five and a half years old, and he is 11 now, and what, just like your son, or your child, I don't know if you said a boy or a girl, but um, you, exactly what you said was like, I fell into this path with him of like, waffles, pancakes, bread, cheese, you know, and uh -huh. I, it's not, I mean, he's always been a great fruit and vegetable eater, but I just realized that, you know, when your things are trying to be fast, you know, you're like, just get it, get it in, get it on, make it easy. And we ended up, I, I started doing research and, um, you know, we really couldn't figure out what was going on with him. And then I sort of like put two and two together and I made up this smoothie chart for him, uh, that had all fruits, vegetables, proteins, carbohydrates. He could circle anything the night before and hand it to me like a menu. Wow. Um, I just kept a bunch of things on hand and within three weeks of having the smoothies every morning, all of his symptoms were gone oh and three years later we all have a smoothie every morning and it's just a great way to get maximum nutrition easy to digest you know and I'm sending my kids off to school with like really good nutrient-dense foods in their bodies instead of you know like more bread and things that aren't necessarily going to help them, you know, mentally or physically move. Mm -hmm. well, that's a, that's a, it sounds shockingly easy to, to turn that sort of thing around. Um, and that's sort of the, that's sort of your motto, you know, keep it simple and make it so that it's easy for, uh, for families to do this. So let's talk about lunch for a second. I love lunch and it's my, one of my three favorite meals of the day. However, and I'm sure you hear this a lot. Um, that parents hate making lunches for their kids and it feels redundant and it feels like they give them the same things. Did you do anything? And this is, by the way, the most leading question I've ever asked. And I know you know exactly where I'm going, <laughs> but did you do anything to sort of help parents with that particular chore? Uh, I mean, like for me, you know, I, I, I wrote the Wheelicious Lunches cookbook years ago or a few years ago. And, you know, it really was supposed to be like my, my kind of Bible to just simple, easy recipes like it, that are, inspire you hopefully to, you know, do the principles of a fruit, a vegetable, a carbohydrate, um, and a protein in every single lunch. So, you know, especially for kids, like they, when, when kids eat their lunch, they're just, they're in busy. They have maybe 20 minutes. They just want to socialize. Whereas adults, we're so much more into our food and it can be, you know, like we had a bad day. So we eat, we're sad. So we eat, um, you know, we're extra happy. So we eat. So kids are really just so much more focused on getting those nutrients in their body. So I always think that if they have like a bento box container, um, and they can see all their choices, they might surprise you and pick the foods you didn't imagine they would. Huh, interesting. And, and the book is all kinds of different ways and recipes to, to make that happen for parents, right? It, exactly. They're uh -huh. all like super simple, straightforward. You probably have most of the ingredients um, already in your kitchen. Amazing. And then you have another book, The Wheelicious Cookbook, right? And yeah. so tell me a little bit about that one. So Wheelicious, One Family, One Meal, it really is just that principle that we should all be eating the same thing. You shouldn't be a short order cook making something different every night for your family. Um, and it's, it's you know, I, my biggest suggestion with it is always give it the book to your kids. Give Wheelicious, One Family, One Meal to your kids 
let them put tabs in it uh, and pick out the recipes they want. They want to try, they want to cook with you, they want for you to make for them. Um, and it takes the guesswork out of what's for dinner. Yeah, it certainly does. And I think that, you know, there, there's some like, you're speaking a lot of truth and like you don't even know it, but you're like addressing my personal situation with my three kids. Like we gave them a cookbook the other day and my daughter sat there and like picked out the things that they wanted to make. And it made it so much easier to get them to eat the food because they were so invested. I think that that, that little bit in there is, is a really important thing to, to get across. Like when you give kids choice and when you give them ownership, it, it leads to good and positive things. And that's a, like a more general statement than just cooking. I think it applies to everything, but I, I, I want to thank you for, for bringing that out in terms of food prep and, and meals and things like that. And I really do think they surprise you. I think that sometimes you, you know, you get this idea that you know kids will just keep eating the same old thing that they love day in day out, unless we sort of shake it up for them. Mm -hmm. So, with that sort of in mind and, and giving kids choice, what are like your your kids' favorite things to eat? My oh, wow, that's a that's a that's a tricky one. I mean, they love <laughs> they, they're pretty easy with smoothies. Um, they love like basically any fruits and vegetables. They're pretty darn easy with that. And even when they're not like I make, but I made butternut squash and delicata squash last night. My, my little one was like, I don't want it. And I was mm -hmm. like, do you want a little bowl of maple syrup? She was like, what? <laughs> so like then, you know, she'll dip it in the maple syrup. And I always feel like that becomes like a gateway to getting her to, to want to eat the foods I want her to eat, yeah. you know, even with vegetables, like, don't want your broccoli, like give them some toasted sesame seeds or some brags, amino acids or um, a little soy sauce or whatever it is um, to make it a little bit more exciting. Mm -hmm. and dipping is the key. Everything tastes better when, when you dip. Um, so what are some of the, the Weelicious readers favorite recipes? If, the, if, if off the top of your head, you had like three or four or one or whatever it is that, that people really, you always get feedback on that people really, really like. Well, I think what's interesting about that is that like even salmon, which is like the one of the most simple recipes, but like there's simple broiled salmon and there's a salmon, a salmon with this, um, like summertime kind of like peaches and strawberries and all this stuff put on top. But it's like those simple foods that people just don't even know how to make that they, then they read the recipe and they're like, Oh my God, this is like one or two, like salt and salmon. That's it. It's just like knowing different techniques. Um, uh, brown rice cakes. It's just taking leftover brown rice. So I'm always big on like trying to take uh, vegetables you might not, might not like or foods that you like always have left over this or that and turning it into something, you know, a bit more exciting, but that doesn't use a lot of ingredients. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, that's awesome. So tell me, you, you've taken all of this amazing stuff and, and Weelicious and, and we should say here, your website is an, I've said is an amazing resource, but like more specifically, I'm, I was blown away and so impressed with how you can filter everything. It is like endless and unlimited. So that that I think, and and we'll you know you'll get to tell us a little bit about the website in a, in a moment. But you you took all of this a step further, I think, and you you have the two books, which are great resources. The website, which is a great resource, but you and and, and the whole motto is keeping it simple and easy for families. And then you went to the next level entirely with one potato. So right. tell me yeah. about how did that how did that happen? you know, people may not know what one potato is like, give us the, sort of the backstory on that part of the project. 
Right. So people kept saying, like, I've, great, I've got the recipes, I've got the cookbooks, just send me the food. So um, <laughs> I started a company called One Potato, and it's an organic, family-friendly food company. You can, uh, right now with the company, you get two to three meals, um, omnivore, vegetarian, gluten-free, nut-free. Um, we're just about to roll out dairy-free. And they're meals that take anywhere from 12 to 30 minutes. You, everything comes right to your front door. So you, getting those two or three meals, you get to pick the meals you want week to week so it's a great opportunity to get kids to be like you know which of these meals do you want to get um and it's just all homemade so you get or it's all the ingredients are organic um so you're getting you know grass-fed beef or organic chicken um wild seafood um and it just we send our homemade sauces and dressings and it just makes it like you can have that sort of instagrammable meal um but we do like family we do kid pricing um so you're not spending too much uh and we put free homemade cookie dough uh, a big role in each box Ooh. because we know we know the kids <laughs> love the love the, the surprise. Uh huh. That's amazing. Okay. So and and uh, so how how do we get one potato? Where do we go to, to sign Just, on for that? Yeah, onepotato.com. Uh, just go to onepotato.com and to give it a try. And, and a little secret is we have like a little 20% off your first box. There's a code on the website. So right when you log on, you know, just for people that are like, all right, I want to give this a whirl. But believe me, it's addictive because then you're like, I don't have to menu plan or grocery shop. It all comes right to my front door. Yeah, unbelievable. So how much of your time these days is spent putting together recipes and, and trying to, to bring new stuff to Welicious. Well, you know, you're over, you're overseeing these two pretty big things here. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's been a beautiful thing where Welicious and One Potato are always inspiring me, you know, back and forth. Um, so it's, you know, there's the creativity kind of never, never ends. And really it's just the people that follow Welicious that, I mean, so often give me the incredible ideas. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, okay, so your website is Weelicious. Will you spell that for us? Because it, it's not that hard, but you know, it, it's like it's delicious. Like, Weelicious, like delicious. So it's W E E L I C I O U S. Great. And, and you, one potato.com. Great. And you have a big social media presence as well. So how can we find you on those various platforms? Yeah, all social media is at Weelicious. Perfect. That is so simple. Well, uh, Catherine, thank you so much. It was awesome hearing from you and, and, and sort of the story behind and how you do what you do and why you do what you do. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time with me today. So great to talk to you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you again to Catherine McCord for coming on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. It was incredible to talk to her and hear about everything that she's up to and everything that she's doing. Um, got to get those cookbooks. Got to check out that website. Maybe try out OnePotato.com. Who knows? There's lots and lots of things that Catherine's up to that can make mealtime for your family a lot easier and a lot fresher and a lot more deliciouser. That's not a word, but a lot more delicious. Thanks for listening. Mike at goodstuffpod.com. If you want to email the at symbol goodstuffpod on social media, follow along. Let's do this together, you know? All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very soon. Good stuff.